let's go back to book of Haggai, chapter number one, and also we'll be back in the book of Ezra uh, briefly as well on one of the ten points. And uh, again, while you're making your way there, of course, uh, tonight will be my service for the Lake House. We'll have a uh, cake and ice cream as uh, kind of a send off and things we normally do, and hopefully uh, you reached in uh, deep tonight, uh, this morning, perhaps, and, uh, and love offering for Brother Waycaster, as he makes his way. I know he had, a, so I had a care package, munchies, uh, munchies that he could uh, eat in the truck on the way down there. And how many hours of drive did he do? Five days. And uh, so uh, that's, a, uh, that's a trip. Uh, you know, in a trailer, and uh, so play for, of course, safety on the roads and uh, no mechanical. I know he went ahead and did some things he needed to do uh, on his truck, but pulling a trailer, you just never know. Uh, blow out and stuff like that. So pray for safety and no mechanical issues and he can make his way. And I don't know if, uh, you know, I know that he preached recently in the ordination. I don't know if he might say anything uh, tonight or kind of on the spot. Uh, and, huh? You good? All right. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, we're going to be, of course, participating. Uh, and I know I will be because uh, he'll be there for like the first Sunday. We don't need all kinds of counseling. Uh, and uh, so, that I'll be in touch with him, and many of you will be as well, uh, being friends and things. We'll pray for that ministry uh, and for uh, him and his family uh, in uh, regards to that. Uh, back in the Haggai, and if you were in back there this morning, uh, we preached from uh, the book of Haggai, and really mostly in chapter number one. However, we covered uh, pretty much the whole book, uh, and we can't get too excited about that. It's only two chapters. Uh, but uh, we took a look uh, at uh, Haggai and the challenges that he had and how he preached and some of the things that he pointed out to the people of Judah at this time and really focused on his statements to ultimately bring us back to the point where it's not what the man of God says in the sense of appealing to conscience and intellect and emotions and will. It's the spirit of God that moves and uh, we'll read in verse number 12 of chapter number 1. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Josedek, and the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, and the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him, and the people did fear before the Lord. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work in the house of the Lord of hosts, their God, in the four and twentieth day of the sixth month, in the second year of Darius the king. So tonight I want to preach basically part two from Consider Your Ways as the Lord leads tonight. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message and, and it will speak to our hearts and help us please in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Uh, so much to be drawn from uh, this, uh, these two chapters uh, in your Old Testament, these prophets. And I mentioned, of course, uh, the connection between Ezra, Nehemiah, uh, Haggai, uh, the, of course, the building of the temple, the rebuilding of the wall, uh, and uh, all of the, uh, the pressures, I guess, that were laid upon them, uh, and the fact that uh, Judah uh, had spent time 15 years uh, working on their own houses uh, and really putting off uh, 
building uh, the temple. Uh, when we read, which we will in a little bit, and not again to get too far in this next Sunday's message, uh, part of uh, there was just there was a delay, and during that delay, uh, part of that procrastination process, um, things happen. When you put things off or you're not engaged in work, uh, then other variables will jump in. And, and you'll have other problems that you have to deal with. And we read about that in Ezra and Nehemiah uh, time after time after time where uh, the people within Judah, uh, not just to say that there were enemies, which there were, the Samaritans and, uh, and the Persians, uh, and wonderful things about even, the Bible says that the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. Uh, so as we pray for our leadership and pray for Direction. Uh, our state uh, is, a, is a terrible state when it comes to uh, politics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and you can feel helpless, almost disenfranchised in many ways, uh, as to voting, especially in presidential races, because there hasn't been, you know, an electoral college you know, vote cast for Republican uh, since Reagan. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 but what we can't forget uh, is that as we pray for our government and leadership uh, that that God can direct them and God can move in such a way and move men who aren't saved, uh, who don't know him, uh, to do what he wants them to do and for his plan and for his purpose. And we see an example, we will uh, here in a minute, uh, in uh, men like Artaxerxes uh, who fought the, the children of God uh, and uh, conspired against them in one part of the book of Ezra, but then later on uh, is basically saying, hey, um, you need to let uh, the children of, of Judah, let them do their thing uh, and, uh, and pass degrees or whatever, and if nobody does those things, then off with their heads and, uh, and in support uh, of what, uh, what they uh, were supposed to do. So they were doing their own thing, uh, and the man of God pointed that out to them, uh, told them to think about it, consider their ways, look at their conduct, their actions, their decisions, their purposes. Uh, but 15 years uh, where, where there were several reasons that we find in here uh, that, uh, that they procrastinated. Uh, and by the way, uh, they are really some of the same reasons why we uh, don't accomplish God's work uh, in our life. As we were looking at the kitchen things after church, uh, you know, in, in light of building the temple, uh, the I want the latter glory of that kitchen to be way more than the former glory uh, of that kitchen. Uh, and uh, we need to build it. We need to do things right. And, uh, and uh, we're not going to, you know, I'm not going to ask the church if, uh, you know, if you have a, like, I have a refrigerator at my house that's breaking down. Uh, I'm not going to donate that to the church to put in the church kitchen. We, we want to do things the best that we can and honor the Lord in those ways. And, uh, and so when we were talking about wood for the cabinets uh, and, uh, and things, and uh, we uh, talked about walnut uh, being a wood, uh, Scott said something to the extent like, uh, like God would be pleased, you know, uh, with that choice. It would be something that was it's a good choice and is durable and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we're, we're making application uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, to even the remodel uh, in the kitchen. We've got to do God's work, uh, but uh, we need to give our best to the Lord. And we, I preach about that out of Malachi and, uh, and uh, in other places uh, in Scripture. 
And so they were uh, procrastinating, uh, putting things off, and we're going to make those applications. The first reason, uh, or the first kind of, uh, I guess, explanation, uh, by the way, they have excuses um, for not doing the things that God had called them to do. They were building a temple and then building a wall, uh, rebuilding the city, uh, and, uh, and they had gone from exile, uh, and they just got sidetracked in many ways. First reason, and quickly tonight, why I believe they were, is number one, they were preoccupied uh, with securing material prosperity. We read about that, so we won't spend a whole lot of time in it. Uh, in, you know, from verse 5, uh, as he says, consider your ways. They had so much and bring it little. They were concerned with two things. They had a priority problem, but they also had a prosperity problem. Uh, and they often go hand in hand, by the way. So their priorities weren't straight because they were focusing upon uh, their own, I guess, lives in, in, in a way that uh, they ignored God and his plan. Uh, they pursued their own interests uh, at the expense or the neglect of God's interests. Uh, and we, uh, if we're honest before God, uh, are guilty of that time and time again in our life. In as much as we, if, if, if I uh, believe that you uh, or all the people that were present this morning uh, take to heart the words of Haggai and the warnings that were there, uh, that they aren't concerned more with their own interests than God's interests, uh, convicted by the Spirit of God, maybe make a decision as to be better, to do better, uh, but uh, time will pass, and you'll get distracted again. And then you'll get distracted again. Uh, and, uh, and that's just how uh, it goes. Uh, busyness of life. Uh, you, uh, you you just you get sidetracked. All of us uh, have uh, made commitments to the Lord, uh, and we've made some of the same commitments time and time again. It's like New Year's resolutions, right? Uh, and uh, and so uh, you know, I'm, I sent a, a message to somebody today uh, about uh, a exercise program. Uh, my gym opened back up uh, recently. I think you have one person with every I don't know how many square feet. Uh, and I don't know how it's going to work people like yourself down or whatever, uh, to try to eat a little bit better. Uh, but you know what? I've done that um, a zillion times. Uh, and, uh, and, and so I'm going on. Everything's good. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I see a cheesecake. And it disgusts me. Uh, from my friend of my whole, by the way, there's a bunch of those out there, so I've been hurting. Uh, and, uh, and get with it. So uh, they were preoccupied. They had a priority problem and a prosperity problem. Uh, that they built their own kingdoms uh, and then struggled because that's what happens when we don't seek God first uh, and we, we serve mammon uh, or we serve our own carnal appetites, covetousness, idolatry, keeping up with the Joneses, all those things. We get to a place where we're not thinking uh, about the Lord, we're preoccupied. That was reason number one. The second reason uh, I believe they put off their, what God had called them to do. They were building a temple. Uh, we are, uh, we're building a church. I mean, God builds it, but you understand what I'm saying? We are commissioned to win people to Christ and see them baptized. We have, we have a place that a church isn't a building. Uh, the church is an assembly, uh, and much has been said about that by me and others in recent months, uh, but, uh, but this is a, this is a building uh, where, where we assemble and meet uh, as a local church. And, it ought to be cleaned and then, uh, you know, uh, and kept up and whatever. Uh, all those things are important, uh, but uh, we have our own, the own uh, 
the, the plan of God, his direction for this place, uh, and uh, it's unique. It's, we're an autonomous church, and we have to work out God's plan and his will uh, for this place. Uh, but we, uh, in turn, uh, can be preoccupied. Uh, and then the second reason uh, that I believe they struggled was that they were daunted by the opposition that they had to encounter as they engaged in the work that God had called them to do. Uh, so we alluded to the Samaritans and, uh, and the Persians and, uh, and uh, the difficulties, the, uh, all, all of that. But I want to I highlight just those briefly, uh, but again, not uh, still thunder from the Sunday. We'll go back to Ezra uh, in the, your Bible. Uh, and uh, we were in chapter number five, and we looked at uh, the first three verses of chapter number five. Uh, but if you're to go all the way back in the beginning part of Ezra, chapter number one, I'm just going to hit a couple highlights uh, and make kind of a give you a teaser, I guess, uh, for a coming Sunday message. And don't don't skip it though. I'm not sure to come uh, and that you're here. Uh, it says in verse one, now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia. The word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all the kingdom and put it also in writing, and uh, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven, hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth and hath charged me to build uh, him and house at Jerusalem, which is at Judah. Who is there among you of all this people? Is God, and he runs down a list of things, and, uh, and basically he puts... A decree together, and he puts it in writing, uh, and uh, and basically gives them leave, uh, supplies their needs. That's why it's important to, to see how God works uh, to accomplish His will, even using uh, instruments uh, that uh, are not you know really bringing Him glory. Uh, and uh, so they set apart all the basins and all these things. We read about that. In chapter number one, and then we see all the people who uh, went back. And so, chapter number two is really a list by tribes, uh, and of all of those that went. Verse 64 in chapter number two, the whole congregation together was 42,303 score. It lists out uh, and critters and in uh, all the different possessions and things uh, that they took with them, uh, and, uh, and more of that. Uh, about the direction in chapter number three, but then we get into chapter number four, uh, and they begin to see some opposition. And I think that uh, that they, the people of Judah, uh, were were daunted by that uh, and this opposition, and used that in one respect as a way not to go forward with God's plan. And there's a, there's a direct parallel with where local churches are today. Uh, with the opposition and things that they are seeing uh, from government. And we will notice that here uh, in these chapters. Again, we don't want to say too much about that. Verse number four, chapter number four, that the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah, so uh, they troubled them in building. There were counselors uh, against them to frustrate their purpose. And, uh, and that's even amongst their own people. And, and we'll see that where, uh, where even other Christians, uh, people that love you, your brothers and sisters in Christ who will trouble you, with their counsel distract you uh, against the purposes that God has for you. And it says in verse 7, the days of Artaxerxes wrote uh, Bishlam, and so there's a several names. They wrote letters uh, to Artaxerxes, and basically in the letters claim uh, that, or question uh, what uh, the 
the direction that they were doing the rebuilding temple and saying, you need to go back in your records and look to see how rebellious these people are. And if they do what they're planning on doing, uh, this is going to mean that you're going to have no part uh, in what they have going on on this side of the river. Uh, and they're rebellious. Uh, verse number 12 of chapter 4, Be it known unto the king, the Jews which came up from thee uh, to us have come unto Jerusalem, building the rebellious uh, and the bad city. And have set up the walls thereof and joined the foundations. You say they're bad people building a bad city uh, in Artaxerxes. You need to look back in your records. And that's what he did. Artaxerxes looks back in there and realizes uh, that they, in fact, are and have been rebellious. Uh, so he sends a letter. At uh, the end of chapter number 4, uh, look at around verse number uh, 21, says, Give ye now commandment to cause these men to cease. Uh, cease and, they got the a cease and desist letter. Uh, from the from the government, uh, stop doing what God told you to do. I follow me. See where I'm going with all that. Uh, cease and desist letter, uh, and uh, and uh, tell them to stop. Uh, in verse 23, now when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum uh, and Shimshai the scribe and their companions, they went up in haste to Jerusalem under the Jews and made them to cease by force and power, and, and cease the work of the house of God which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased on the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Then we're in where we read this morning in chapter number five, uh, and uh, but I want you to notice down in verse number five. It says, but the eye of their God was upon the elders of the Jews, and they could not cause them to cease till the matter came to Darius. And then they returned to answer by letter concerning this matter. So what they said was, basically in a nutshell, uh, and to hurry, uh, they said, we have a, a declaration from God. We have direction from God. It's what God wants us to do. Not only that, we have a uh, we have a um, a letter, a document from the government uh, that, in fact, authorizes us uh, to do this. King Darius, excuse me, King Cyrus wrote this, uh, and they wrote a letter back to Darius saying, "Look in your records and find and find the letter uh, from Cyrus." Uh, and uh, but uh, they didn't stop working. Uh, that verse in verse number five that means that they, they, they didn't cease the work. Uh, they basically let the government work out uh, what they needed to work out, and they kept working. It says that in letters, by the way, uh, we read about Nehemiah, uh, the troublemakers that were coming, trying to stop the work on the wall. The same thing uh, applies. And, uh, and, and so uh, in chapter number six and verse number one, and Darius the king made a decree, and search was made in the house of the rules. That sounds like an awesome restaurant. Uh, and uh, I would eat there uh, if uh, that was, in fact, a, a place, uh, the house of the rules, uh, and uh, where the treasures were laid upon in Babylon. Uh, and there was found uh, Akmatha in the palace that is in the province of the Medes, a roll, and therein was a record thus written. And, and they read and found the decree that Cyrus had made. Uh, and uh, in, uh, so a letter was written uh, and uh, by Darius. Uh, verse number seven says, let the work of his, this house of God alone. Uh, let the governors of the Jews, the elders of the Jews, build a, a place. Uh, and, uh, and then this governor, in verse number 13, the governor that was questioning, uh, he was basically told, he's let them, you know, let them do their thing. Uh, and then uh, and, uh, this was done so by the commandment of Darius and Cy uh, Cyrus and, uh, and Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. Uh, and so we just see all this. And even chapter number seven, another letter that sent out and uh, by Artaxerxes, which I said earlier, uh, he was telling them, uh, let them do uh, what it is that they uh, 
want to do. Verse number 27 of chapter number 7. Uh, Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, which hath put such a thing as this in the king's heart to beautify uh, the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And so uh, they, uh, the children of Israel, Judah in particular there, uh, as they're to build uh, the temple, uh, where there was all kinds of opposition that they had to encounter. Uh, and when opposition comes, it's just real easy uh, not to do it. Uh, let me use this illustration. Um, we have... We have a church sign that needs to be replaced, and I have the plans for it. Uh, at one point, we put in for a permit uh, to uh, to do something with the sign. They said, well, you've got to have water. Check. we got water out there. You have to have electricity out there to light it. Check. Uh, so you can't do this, can't do that with all the lights. Here's, here's the bottom line. Uh, the reason it didn't get done is there was too much government opposition. Uh, and so when, gov- when opposition comes... Uh, there, you, you put stuff off. You just, you just kind of push it off. That's what they did. And they had, they had every, that stuff, everything to do everything. And, uh, and but they were, you know, governors were writing this and letters and back and forth. And, uh, and, uh, and it was just, uh, it was just, it put, it, it caused them uh, to slow down the work. And the more it was slowed down, the more it seems like other people kind of uh, got their uh, two cents in. I was thinking about when we were doing the parking lot. And was in with a feasibility meeting, uh, and there was three people there: two men and one lady in the center of them. Uh, and uh, they asked me a question about this uh, this land along the side here. Uh, they said, "Are you going to be pulling any trees or anything out of the edge of the property?" And blah blah blah. Uh, and I'm all, I don't know what I'm doing when I'm in there. Uh, and uh, and so I'm, 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 she asked me this question, and I'm, and I'm looking at the panel, and the lady in the center is going. <laughs> Like really subtly, like shaking her head no. And so they're like, are you going to do this or pull that? And I'm looking, she's like, no. <laughs> and uh, they said, good, that's the right answer. Because uh, uh, if had you, had you said yes, uh, then there would have been FEMA this and on and on. They checked for spotted owl nests and uh, all the things that they would do. And I'm sure enough, there's probably some uh, burial ground uh, <laughs> that's there that, uh, that we can't do anything. So uh, they uh, directed me kindly uh, in that way. Uh, and uh, and but it was just when you have government um, pushing things. It's like there's a lot of pastors right now. Again, if people do what they want to do, uh, I'm I'm of the of the inclination uh, to just do what God wants us to do and let government sort it out. Uh, because we have a declaration from God and we have a document uh, in the Constitution uh, that gives us the right to do. And so when some local governor uh, or somebody on this side of the river uh, says, hey, uh, are you guys even, who gives you the authority or whatever? We know we have it. And so we're just going to let them uh, write letters back and forth and figure it out. Look in your records, check your documents, uh, and pull out the Constitution. uh, And then sooner or later, at some point, uh, the government's going to go, hey, you know what? Let the work of God alone. Uh, And then we'll just continue forward. Uh, but I'm just not going to wait uh, for them to hash it all out. Here's another reason, and, and by the way, I'll be preaching on that kind of stuff on Sunday. Uh, they were apathetic and indifferent. Uh, they, I feel that they had grown accustomed to uh, not having a temple. Uh, they, um, which, by the way, there's a lot of people right now. They're just growing. They're growing accustomed. Uh, the longer this goes, uh, the the more uh, they're growing accustomed to not being. In the house of God. 
uh, and uh, and again, we'll try to accommodate uh, and whatnot with with the streaming and other types of things. Uh, but I'm just saying uh, that you can be lulled into a lethargic. You just get you just get used to it. I mean, we were we were doing the online stuff like me from my office or whatever. I mean, it was awesome. Just uh, you know, um, put on the camera and just sit in there uh, and do the Bible study. And I did it a couple of times like when we were visiting the grandkids and things, just throw it up there, and that's awesome. Just, just you know, I can get used to, I get used to this liberty in the freedom. You didn't have to be here. I didn't got to be here. Uh, and uh, and so we're just doing that. Uh, and uh, I can grow, I grew accustomed to it in a couple of short weeks and realized it real fast. I said, no, we got to, we got to have Bible study again. Uh, because, because we would still be doing that. Uh, and, uh, and, and still, uh, even beyond now, more likely with uh, how things have been going. So um, I, I feel like they, uh, like we, uh, can can find an apathy and indifference and we can get used to uh, uh, things that we shouldn't get used to. Uh, and it doesn't, this doesn't bother us. I mean, there are people that, that I know that were you know, dying in the wool, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together, uh, and have become some of the greatest advocates for forsaking the assembly. Uh, because because they've got all the reason in the world, and where there's a rule, and there's and there's the government and the and the city and the uh, and the governor and this and that and and, uh, and there's all these reasons and, and and it's just not worth it. And so I'm thankful uh, for churches and and still it's still shenanigans. It's still opposition in California. Uh, there was a a trial court um, judge. Uh, who put a stay on uh, the things that were going on and allowed uh, and passed judgment and allowed for churches in California to meet in person if they followed restrictions and guidelines uh, and, uh, and Grace Community Church and other churches that had all that up, particularly them. Uh, and man, it was just a, a win on Saturday. But you know what? In the middle of the night, uh, California Court of Appeals overturned that, a three-judge uh, three panel, uh, and said, no, they cannot have church. Uh, and if they do, they've got to have it outside, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they all they had church anyways, and I'm thankful for all of that. Uh, and but uh, but there's just so much nonsense that has taken place, uh, and uh, and there are many uh, reasons we can't uh, we can't have church because they made a rule, and if we break the rules, that's not very Christian. And I mean, you know them all; you've heard them all. Uh, and uh, and if we're not careful. We just get used to not having church. Uh, and uh, and by the way, there are churches who say, hey, you know what? You don't have to have a Sunday night. Their offerings haven't changed. Are you following me? Uh, everything has just been whatever. We can just we can do away with that service, and we can do away with this service, and we can just have this, and uh, and, uh, and on and on and on. And some of them have got, uh, they've got their, uh, rid of their campuses and are just doing um, house churches uh, with the same format, uh, and uh, and there's just all kinds of things that have taken place. That's the third reason. The fourth reason, and the last one tonight, uh, that I feel uh, caused them uh, or affected them in this way uh, was that they had lost the strong sense of the need of the abiding, uh, divine presence of God in their midst. Um, remember the temple, the tabernacle, the temple, all that God had done, the presence of God. And that when these temples were built, and you watch the dedication, 
Uh, and uh, in fact, when you read about uh, the temple being done in Ezra uh, and, and how normally, the typically, uh, God's presence would fill the place, uh, and then it didn't, uh, and, uh, and how that uh, affected them and some of the things that they had done, uh, but they had just, they just got used to uh, not having the presence of God. That's why in chapter 2, uh, here of Agai, he was telling them, be strong, be strong, be strong, fear not. God is with you, he said. Uh, in, in chapter number 1, verse 13, I reminded them that God would be with them uh, and that he was going to establish his presence again, but we can just get used uh, to a, a powerless uh, Christian life. Remember, God is everywhere, uh, and uh, he is all, he's always present. So as we're gathered, right? We, there is in the midst of us. We understand that God is everywhere. But there are a lot of people that don't feel the presence of God. It's not tangible. It's not real to them. And they live a powerless Christian life. Like Samson, who wist not that the Lord had departed from him. Uh, and, and they go, uh, you know, this week and another week and another week, uh, months, years, uh, without the presence of God, the power of God in their life. Uh, and they just, they just don't feel the sense or the need for it. That's why, that's why when you hear people who are out of the will of God, uh, they're not in church, uh, and by the way, if you say, you, you show me somebody who's not in a church uh, weekly, um, I'll show you somebody who really isn't worshiping God on their own. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it's just, uh, just that's just how people are. Uh, but they uh, did, they've lost that sense of the abiding the presence of God, uh, and we know that because of the uncleanness that we read about and all the different things we read about in these accounts in Ezra, Nehemiah, Haggai, Malachi, uh, they have, uh, ease has, has sunk in, uh, and the Bible says, woe to them that are at ease uh, in Zion. They're disobedient. So the, he says, consider your ways. Don't make excuses. Uh, get your priorities in order. Remember your dependence upon God. Uh, don't let anyone or anything uh, get in the way. Uh, don't put your will, your plans, your prosperity, your priorities in front of mine and seek him first. Because our choices matter. Uh, and uh, the obedience or disobedience uh, that we present uh, to God, uh, I mean, that's how God um, uh, is how... God's people, uh, and how God works uh, in the world through us. We have to obey him. Uh, and so the moral of the story of the book of Haggai uh, is that this knowledge should, uh, should motivate us to humility and repentance and then action in whatever God's plan is for our life, despite uh, all the pushback uh, and difficulties that we come across along the way. Uh, and, uh, and I can use all the reasoning, all the psychology uh, that I want to, but it's the Holy Spirit uh, that will revive the work uh, and revive the spirits of his people. So that's my prayer as your pastor. As we enter into our prayer revival, Brother Beckham, uh, as we contemplate his plan for us going forward, uh, and balance that or reconcile that against all that is going on in this world, uh, and the government, and people, our own, our own people uh, it, it, within the midst, in the government, everything pushing back. Uh, we just need to uh, continue and continue building 
uh, and, and all that stuff will just work itself out uh, in the end. And by the way, uh, what if um, the United States government said churches are illegal? You can no longer say it. everything went to its extreme to the one end, and they, and they decided, uh, uh, Governor, Governor uh, Inslee uh, says, all right, uh, you cannot meet for church in Washington, period. Pastor, what are you going to do? Going to meet for church? I mean, we find no other example, no other reason, no other direction to go. Well, that's a poor testimony or whatever. I don't, I don't know what Bible or who you're talking to or whatever it is that somehow you have decided uh, that living for God and obeying God is unchristian <laughs> in a poor testimony. This isn't. Uh, and uh, and we have we have hidden within the pages of these minor prophets so much precedent uh, for obeying God and doing God's will despite what the government says. Uh, then you shake stick at it, and uh, yet at the same time you have pastors that you know or Christian friends that you know uh, that say, "Oh, you know, you gotta obey uh, and obey them that have the rule and, and, and quote verses or whatever." Uh, and, uh, and just, uh, there's just a lot of that. So I just, I, I put them all on ignore. On ignore. Uh, and uh, why? Uh, just read these. Just, hey, all you need to do uh, is just sit down with, with, uh, with that friend or uh, that Christian worker from uh, some other church or whatever it might be uh, and just do a little Bible study in Ezra. And, uh, and just say, hey, how would your philosophy have flown then? Uh, and uh, the answer is very clear in your mind. Uh, and, uh, and so I hope that you can see um, what they did and then maybe have a little bit more insight as to why uh, I'm such a stubborn jerk uh, about things. And, uh, and I just, I, I come by it honestly uh, and, uh, in that regard and hope to see that. Let's all stand.